like a constipation. Constipation is what we'll both have after eating Jankum stew. <laughs> Hello and good evening. It is Thursday, November 18th, 2021. And we just finished watching the fifth episode of Star Trek Prodigy titled Terra Firma. Um, but we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast. I'm Dave Mater coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews. I got a great panelist here uh, that we are in cat boots together. We got Jessica Chan. Hello. We have Davin Skelhorn from Locutors of Trek. As all, and, and, the, and the three of us are going to break this all down tonight uh, as this was the conclusion of last week's episode, Dreamcatcher, the cliffhanger that left the crew of the Protostar stranded in, a, in the vines with the, with the killer planet. The, uh, the, well, it may be uh, called the murder planet. It may be called Larry. We're not quite <laughs> sure. It's still I've heard it. Can we call it Larry? <laughs> I'm I think I'm we can, Rock Doc. I think oh we can. Um, yeah, so so a, a lot and the other big development here was we we uh, the crew came together, Gwyn rebelled against her the diviner father. She we what we also come in, we're like, okay, let's just get to it. And they they've they've done exactly what we were asking for last week. Uh, just let's let's get Gwyn integrated here and kind of uh, launch the protostar as we find out that the protostar ha is uh, got a protostar engine and can go much faster than conventional warp and uh, gives gives this crew a whole um, and the ship a whole new uh, different legacy. Even even the Janeway hologram doesn't know about it. It's not even available to her database. All right, I was I've been saying quite a bit. Um, let's get into this. Jessica, what, what did you think of this episode? That's great. I loved it. Uh, that was really good. Good conclusion. And yeah, I liked now it's, I feel like, I don't know, there's a new like stuff to look forward to now that the kind of crew sing situation has been put to rest finally. So I think I'm excited for what comes next too. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. And, uh, Davin, uh, what did you think of, uh, the conclusion of the, and, and sort of the net result of this episode? I thought it was a good conclusion. It followed the uh, last one very well. It wasn't a letdown after a very good episode last time. Is a lucky, as we've seen with a lot of Star Trek two parters, the second one's not usually as good as the first one. At least that's what I find. And, yeah. uh, that, that was—I don't think that was necessarily the case here. I liked this episode, possibly even a little bit better than the last one. So. Yeah, it was—I thought it was a pretty Jane good one. got I to thought... do a lot of cool captain stuff. Um, yeah, which I enjoyed, and I liked the, the science. Do. Yeah, see, I like that. She'd clean house. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. if we're playing hardball. <laughs> right, and. Uh... Don't step! Don't don't step on his on his uh, on his shoes though. There, uh, that sounds like baseball. Yeah, that's Cisco's thing. He plays hardball. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I yeah, thought that. Good. Uh, yeah, a few things, uh, funny things happened in this episode. Um, I you know I think that uh, the whole thing where like they're stranded on the on the surface and you know uh, Dal is always annoyed with. Whoever has done whatever, you know, he's always, if anyone else screwed up, he's always like, what the hell? You know, uh, <laughs> Gwyn got us into this, but they're, they're like, what? She also saved um, uh, Murph, 
right from the from the you know things and you know they, they were the other the crewmates like zero and jank and pog uh, and and then and rock talk are like eh, you know maybe gwen's not so bad they're starting to come around you know a little faster than dal here um and but dal's like yeah whatever and she makes a, she makes like a she she gets her her leg is broken right at this point and uh she's able to like sort of use that metal matrix device that she has to sort of create like a like a splint for her leg so she can w walk around with a broken leg which i thought was impressive it's a useful tool can do a lot of things she does something different with it every episode it seems yeah she's did she lose a part of it i think though like bits of she only kind of got one part of it back right well, she kind of broke into a billion pieces at one point, and yeah. then she she was kind of forcing it back together, and she yeah, it looks like it was it a few different times in a few different interesting ways. Um, shorter on her arm at the end of the episode, it was only like a little little band rather than the whole arm. Oh, maybe. Yeah, like well, I was like, oh, you're you're that's tough, uh, but you know, good good on you. She's she's moving along. She's not going to let anything slow her down. Um, and um, yeah, like I just thought that not going to uh, hold hands were, with no rock monster, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole thing about um, like Janeway hologram, who I thought was had been like sort of like taken over by Gwyn in the last episode, and was sort of like almost like the EMH without uh, his ethical subroutines um but you know she seems kind of back to normal and she's almost reconciled she's like no i'm friends with the entire crew now yeah it seems like gwen maybe didn't reset she just kind of erased the part that said she wasn't in charge like no don't listen to her yeah but otherwise she didn't like erase her memory or anything so she's like she gave herself computer control i guess but not uh didn't do anything else it seems she didn't lock out the rest of them yeah but should she have that Davin? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Well, yeah, she she was just trying to get out. She was trying to steal the ship and leave them for dead. But don't worry, they're coming yeah. around on her. Yeah, they you know, yeah, they rescue her in the end. Whoops. I guess to be yeah. fair, she didn't know the planet was like a murder planet when she thought she was leaving them there. So no, that's true. She thought she was leaving yeah. them just to sort of in the park. Um, you know, I also now, like let's how not Jane... disparage these plants again. Like I think you know they're they're just doing they're just a pitcher plant. It's just doing its thing. It's the a, whole planet, I guess. The telepathic pitcher plant. Yeah. It's like the crystalline yeah, entity. It's exactly. it's not evil. Exactly. exactly. Oh, okay. It's good analogy. But the crystalline entity did like like sort of. Um, conspire with lore remember conspire i tricked by lore i would say tricked he's a clever guy that lore this <laughs> poor crystalline entity we don't know this could be like a you know like a 12 year old crystalline entity in crystalline <laughs> entity years it might not be you know be able to match wits with lore yeah, well, it depends if you want to consider this the murder planet or it's Larry. Larry, you know. So let's go. Let's go with Larry. Let's go with Larry. Larry's <laughs> a lot, uh, you know, less um, uh, threatening. There's one point where Zero's like, "I'm going to try to like reach the planet or the the organism through my you know my telepathy," and he goes, "Nope, just wants to eat us. There's not there's nothing more than that. Just it's food. So maybe you're right. They're not evil. Just wants to feed." It seems and conflicted about it though, because it kind of gives them a break here and there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, just that's kind of uh, the 
convenience or plot i think um there was a, there was also that whole part where like um i like the jank and pog right at the beginning where where uh, gwyn's like hey listen i kind of did this and this and you you know there was there was other reasons you know we, we have history and he goes she makes a good argument she makes a good argument yeah i like i just like that uh, the tellerite jank and pog just appreciates a good argument that's his like thing <laughs> And then he's trying to stir stir up shit with everybody later. He's just like, well, it looks like it's pretty good to have a spacesuit. Don't have a spacesuit, Jacob Bob, they said. Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I pulled that. You won't need that suit, Jacob Bob. <laughs> Who's laughing and breathing now? Nice and toasty on Murder Planet. <laughs> Whoa, Jacob Bob. Let's go with Larry. But he takes yeah. it off later. <laughs> He takes it off, yeah. Like, uh, so he was. I guess he did get a little hot inside of it, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he was. I, I like when Jacob Pog rubs it in. He goes, "Ah, yeah, I showed all you." <laughs> maybe he couldn't fit into it after all those uh, Klingon uh, rations. I think he was like <laughs> cooking up like it. Was it was it like freeze dried uh, worms? Gah, uh, that they were doing there, Devin, uh, with the what, what was in that uh, stew that gave uh, the constipation. <laughs> I didn't actually catch that. I think there was worms. Yeah, it was a little, a I saw them. It was looking like they were eating a bowl of worms. Okay. At one point. Go, you know, you want your guck fresh. Yeah. It was just fresh. I, it probably I, wasn't I like, very fresh. I did like that section though. I, I, now that ever since you guys mentioned it, I think look for the little teaching moments of the kids. Like this is a Klingon. Look, this is a Batlet. This is they're <laughs> warriors. They. Da, da, da. I was like, oh. A little bit more Star Trek education fitted to the show. Yeah, these are, they, I like it. I was like, yeah, they're little Me things. Too. I was like, oh, it's a bird of prey. Oh, it's a mechleth. Oh, uh, you know, it's not constellations. No, it is constellations. It's not constipations. <laughs> I, for a second, I didn't think that she misspoke. And I was like, what the heck does a constipation? I was like, <laughs> I thought she was saying the cloud looked like poo. And I was like, so. <laughs> you know, the, the constipation, Leo. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, is cool though. He like hits Rock Talk with it, and Rock Talk like doesn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and there was a there was some scenes like in between when they were like sort of traveling, walking around, and when they sort of find the bird of prey later on. There's all these scenes with Janeway on the on the on the protostar trying to like figure out how to get the, the ship off the ground, waiting for the, these crew, uh, the the six of them, to sort of catch up with with her and um and she, she you know like we said she, what would the real janeway do and we're playing uh we're playing hardball because there's also this whole tease that she doesn't have access to what this the proto star system is that's it's taking up so much energy on this ship uh which you know then gives us like 50 percent 50 percent of the power of this ship is that's a lot <laughs> that is a lot i'm guessing that's so, the containment is that what takes the power it's containing yeah the, the gravimetric power, right? containment well, Which is interesting. Switch. I love this whole protostar thing because that's what the Romulans do, but they use a, uh, a black hole, a micro black artificial hole. black hole, right? Yeah, and they but they just gravimetric containment as well. So it's like it's almost like they're layering Romulan tech over Federation tech for their little Romulan super boost. So, so this is but Romul using a protostar instead of a black hole, which is interesting. Right? You, know, you have billions oh, wait, oh. of years before that thing starts to expand on you. So. Get a lot of so light a, out of that a star is that small? It can be like just you know the size. Well, yeah, of the, the younger star is the uh, smaller it is, and then it gets bigger as it loses gas. 
A baby star. Baby star. Baby star. Baby star. Is that what that's what they got going on here? So that's why a good okay. name for a ship too? USS Baby Star. <laughs> <laughs> the Proto Star, a little bit, a little maybe uh, more uh, fitting, I, I guess, or a little bit more conventional. But yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, J, even the J. So w- what was the point of this? Was this ship maybe built by the Federation to maybe meet Voyager, and they they could use it to get home faster? Was that its original well, in, purpose? They did say they were. You know, sending people their way, but they wouldn't reach them for like thirty years or something. At one in one episode, I remember that they're like, "We have a ship on the way to meet you." But, you know, it'll be forever before you see them. Well, but do you think that ship was still like going when, it, when when Voyager got home? You think in the last episode of if, Voyager? If the Federation, you know, has started to move in towards the Delta Quadrant, as it seems like they have in this show, this might just be their class of ship they're working on to interact with the delta quadrant better like have a fleet of like delta quadrant ships that can get back and forth pretty fast so that's pretty cool i hope that's what they're doing something like that maybe so it's like so the talaxians could even join the federation if you could do that yeah mm-hmm. right that would make sense why there's the janeway all 40 of she them would, she would be the most knowledgeable about like at least about as anyone in the federation about what's in the delta quadrant and the people there and how what their interactions were like yeah right yeah it would make sense that it would be a janeway hologram kind of uh, sent along here right uh but that top secret system and also i guess it's it's a it's a good reason for the diviner to want i guess we kind of know the reason now what the sort of the secret of the ship is why it's special and it's got this very uh it's got a prototype um uh, uh engine in the form of a proto star a baby star maybe named larry w- to be determined where <laughs> it, <laughs> depends where that where that name is going to land um and yeah and so we well no there was like the whole part where they were kind of fighting the planet and then uh didn't gwyn like you know they're all firing their phasers at it it's not quite doing much because they're like ah it's on stun and then um you know she takes the she makes like a torch right because she like breaks off a branch and she wraps it up with some some cloth or something she phasers it and then but then she sets like the forest on fire but it's okay because it's really the planet that's trying to eat them the murder planet also known as larry this is just part of its skin i guess so <laughs> just just lost a little singe their hair a little that's all right. um, destroying biodiversity is never okay so is like is, is the biodiversity if it's one giant entity uh, it's kind of like, you know, some, it's got to be some ferns or something growing around that's not trying to eat them, isn't it? Or is it all one? Thing? But it can move its stuff around and terraform itself. So maybe just swallow the burnt part and spit it back out again. It's like it's a ego, living the planet, planet itself. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's like ego. I was going to say, I wonder if this, this planet sibling has a, is a green lantern. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Uh, there, Yeah, so there's like. I think when they found the bird of prey, I was like, okay, they're kind of slowing this down here because they, they realize that they're going in circles and they need to sort of get their bearings and they get the Klingon rations. And yeah, they're te- you're right. I was like, oh yeah, they're teaching us here about about what the, the you know the, the bird of prey is. They find the the the, the you know um, what was the the weapon here? It's called a mech weapon. It's a Klingon weapon. Right. 
when they were also in the um the bird of prey they were like ha- talking about their experiences what they had seen in the previous episode in Dreamcatcher, uh and, and you know because we got more of an explanation from zero because i was like why why did zero um imagine the 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 engine ship and sort of the planet. And it was because like that was zero's obsession, I guess was the riddle of, or the mystery of what the ship was and why the diviner wanted it and didn't want that sort of to end, you know, because it's now like a new story, I suppose for zero, you know, and then we got more explanation from, from rock talk, just like rock. Talk. It's like, uh, well, you know, like I wanted those pretty, like those cute little cuddly things to love me. It is what something to like. She just wants a, a cat. Let me get this kid a cat. Oh, she's got dog. Murph. But Murph, yeah, Murph gave Even her a little, hug. Little yeah. scrunchies there. Right. There's Murph. There's always there's, there's Murph always... wrapped himself around her neck and gave her a little cuddle after that. So He's Murph will keep me company. Yeah. There's an interesting sounds cover Murph. Um, yeah. yeah, and and well, Jankums was just kind of like wanted food and then. Uh, he, said he, he said he didn't realize how much he missed home. I think that's what he said. So, yeah. So I guess he does kind of remember his planet, perhaps. Yeah, seems like it. Because he uh, walked on a specific mm. stew, I guess he had at some point. Yeah, like a teller. So I guess that sleeper ship couldn't. Well, he could have been asleep for who knows how long if it was a sleeper. Who knows ship, how long? You know? Right. Yeah. Like, Pre-Federation, guess- maybe. Where are they? Because mm. yeah, like this, there's a Klingon bird of prey, and they're still in the Delta quadrant, though, right? We think, we think, it, yeah, they said the Delta in like the first episode, so we think that this is like you know somewhere around the Delta quadrant. So at the least Klingons already. made their way that far out then as well. So yeah, nope. it's uh, well, they had already. We already established they had in like the Voyager episode uh, where oh, they run into oh. this. They run into this old Klingon ship that's been they all oh, for the while, yeah. Yeah, they, and they end up thinking Belana Taurus's baby is the the the, the, the Kuva Maka or something like that. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. He's got to be pre Federation because he hasn't heard of them. So if he had yeah, right. been from Delar. Yeah, he might be a really old. Hmm. He might be centuries old, technically speaking. But hmm. um the, they get it, but in then Dal doesn't really talk about his experience until later on with Gwyn sort of separately, you know, when they're talking about their constipations. Um <laughs> Like a constipation. Right. And, uh, you know, and he was like, well, it's, you know, I saw my family, but not their faces. And, you know, it's he's because he doesn't know what species he's from. He has a sort of like this is sort of his thing. He's like, I don't really know what I am. And I kind of make it up sometimes. All my life, people ask me what species I am. As if if I give it a name, they treat me differently. Usually I make something up (laughs) because really, who would know? But just once. Instead of being asked, I just wish someone out there could tell me. Yeah, so he's, uh, it's, you know, that's uh, his sad story, uh, Dal. I'm he bored. Really... <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, Jessica, bored. do you feel for Dal? Dal Rel? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. I kind of wonder where they'll go with it, because I feel like that has the chance to be the most cliched storyline of the of the show. <laughs> Who am well, I? Where do I come from? Oh, you know. Well, you know, He's my least like, favorite. What if you're like Echeb, and then you find out your parents are actually just going to feed you to the Borg? <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I was you're in the Delta more. Quadrant. There's probably going to be some Borgy stuff here at some point. Oh, that's true. I was thinking it reminded me of Futurama with uh, Leela 
finding out she's just a, a mutant of another <laughs> she's human just with missing an eye maybe that's him <laughs> he's just a mutated version of a of a of a known species For, maybe like uh <laughs> he's 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 just like i don't know i don't know where i came from i'm an orphan kid and i don't know what's up and um it's kind of his he's, he's a rare purple orion yeah with like a little rat a tail, tail like padawan like, thing going on braided them some something that came out of a james cameron movie uh <laughs> something like that yeah he's the tail is to ride the flying pterodactyls and mm -hmm. avatar right is that <laughs> yeah exactly avatar no well, yeah, i've seen it yeah <laughs> that's what they have was better than avatar though I don't uh, be interesting. I don't know. I guess it was good. He finally like learned this episode. I guess made me feel better because he was just everybody else was kind of on the fence about Gwen, and he was still just being a hard ass about it, even though he was he's much. He of was friends with her first. Yeah, and then he was just like so bitter towards her, and everyone else was like, "I mean, come on, give cut her some slack." And he was such a I don't know. So like the fact that he came back for her, and he was the one who went down to get her. I think made me feel a bit better about the whole. Yeah, thing. look at that like, face she's got. She, that that's a face of somebody who's on your side. That's not a face of a villain. <laughs> yeah, that that made me like him a bit more that he was willing to talk to her, and then you know he came back for her. So yeah. that's good. He he that went up in my a, in my opinion. You Dal, he's that's he's, a face he, that's in cat boots. That's in <laughs> they're in cat boots together <laughs> now. Um, yeah, and so the, after they, but the whole thing they come a lot. They they we don't even need. To worry about that because they were, I guess the planet was deceiving them and making them go in circles, you know, for 10 kilometers over and over again. Uh, and they're like, we can just use the constipations. Constipation <laughs> is what we'll both have after eating Jankum stew. Yeah, but they can use it for, for fixed points. If you're lucky, I think it's going to go the other way. But okay, like there is this the other thing the show does is sort of like, um, you know, like make just puns on words or also to try to teach you something about oh don't worry even if your tricorder can't help you get to the ship for some reason you can look at the stars you don't have to rely on on just your technology or, or your phone you described my podcast there puns on <laughs> words and try to teach you something that's pretty much what we do <laughs> over there at the of trick exactly <laughs> i think jessica just froze wasn't there. so the words oh. kept moving is that i think that's what it was right sorry just start that again you were frozen for part of that oh sorry i was just saying it actually like it wasn't it was literally moving the ship around like it could actually move its mm. so oh, it was moving it was moving where the protostar was yeah i thought that's what it was doing right it was like moving the ship so the beacon kept like they would check where the beacon was and walk that direction and it would move it so that they were walking in the wrong yeah, way that's a good point yeah. so then could that you actually use the stars to figure out which way to go because they have no reference point of like well the oh, ship you're right then so the ship wasn't moving yeah i know you're right because then why would the stars work if they were moving the ship yeah good well, point i'm not sure if they should have worked but they they were that was what they explained and then they uh they got they got there but uh this is also when um when you know the bad guys show up uh we got uh what's his name dreadnought diviner. and the diviner you know your progeny my progeny my progeny he says my progeny? my progeny like eight times in this episode. <laughs> He's like progeny, Prod but the the show is not called Star Trek Progeny. It's called Star no, Trek it's not. Prodigy. Yes, but they say progeny a lot. 
Yep. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and then Dreadnought, he goes into like full like uh, General Grievous mode at one point with like you know the different legs and you know, you know, and uh, this is you know we see Gwen step stands up. You know, she's like, I'm not with you, Dreadnought. I, 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 you know, get out of here, guys. I'm going to sacrifice myself, you know, further endearing herself and doing a full face turn. You know, now that's a, she's, a, she's, she's in cat boots with them now fully, but she was still, you know, she was still feeling maybe some, you know, she's willing to fight Dreadnought. But then later on when she sees her, uh, her dad and he was like, I'm here now, he beams down. He doesn't have to stay in the fishbowl, I guess. He doesn't have to stay swimming all the time. Right. He shows I up guess here because we were like, well, that was weird. she should have known it wasn't him last week because, um, you know, because she saw like that vision of him in the last episode. But it was it wouldn't have mattered. He can he can leave that fish tank thing and he can kind of walk around. No problem. He can even get his uh, cat boots taken over by the, the different vines um, and, and he gets warm in there. tangled up. It. Yeah, it's just like the way he chills okay. out like that, that's that's oh. like his bath, like bath time. Hot tub. Mm. Hot tub time machine. He seemed weak when he got out of it. It seemed like the suit kind of supported him. So, mm. Okay, so maybe that's... I don't know. We don't know a lot about this diviner other than he loves to say progeny. My, My progeny. 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 He, won't, um, he won't save his progeny. He won't save. You know, he's like, no, I have to go get the ship. But it wasn't even the, the real. The, the the planet was uh, was mind controlling him or it was was giving him illusions yeah. as well. That was a good, that was a good that little was cool. trick of the episode. Yeah, he had no choice. I had no choice. <laughs> he should have just lied. It's like I, I knew you'd be fine. You're you're a big girl. You're gonna handle yourself. It's good. It wasn't <laughs> me. It was an illusion. The planet has deceptive powers. He could have yeah. uh, <laughs> had plausible deniability, but he didn't go for it. Um, yeah, and so, but like he leaves her for dead. She's she's getting consumed. But that you know, like as you mentioned, Jessica Dal came to save her. Um, you know, and they they pulled her out, and they that that's you don't leave anyone behind. That's right. That's the Starfleet way. That's the Starfleet that's, way. Janeway seemed very proud of them. Like, yeah, she, she knew more than she let on about the yeah. dynamic going on there. She, uh, what did Janeway always say? Uh, you know, to the truth. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was Picard who said that. But Janeway would say stuff like, uh, you know, the you you the, you know, being a captain is you got to tuck your shirt in and you got to be you know go down with the ship and you never leave anyone behind. Uh, that's those are the, like the rules of being a captain. And so you know, Janeway's like, good on you, you you cadets. You know, we can get out of here together. Um, and so the the whole thing where then the. The diviner's ship, like with the dreadnought that chased them, he's like, "The prod, your progeny betrayed us," and he's like, "Let's go after them, pursuit course," and they catch up. And their ship was was huge; it was like it dwarfed the protostar ma massively, right? And they're like, "We can't get out of here." They got the tractor beam. They're like, "Get us out of here, Jankampog." Jankampog would if he could, but he can't, so he won't. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> And it's, it's looking tenuous, but then the protostar reveal. Uh, Jessica, are you? Do you think this is a cool twist for this ship to have this, like to have this big moment where you know, like uh, Rock talks, like something's happening, and we see all like the blue lights come in and everything, like uh, um, the, the whole the new function of the ship. Yeah, I liked it. It was interesting. 
I didn't even really think about it. I know I mentioned it earlier, but it wasn't really one of the mysteries that I thought of. Um, but they did kind of reveal it in the in the opening sequence. They show that opening up and the. That's true. About it, we thought it was like a third mm. nacelle, but now we know it's like two nacelles and a protostar warp. A protostar like thruster. It almost looks like a big yeah. rocket. A rocket ship, Davin, comes out of like the back, and then the nacelles go down. And then the, the ship, that ship can book it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, so probably like nine point nine 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 because those decimals make you go a lot faster once you get up that high. Okay, it's all but, exponential at that point. What I what I learned today watching something else was that warp five is twice as fast as warp four, right? Mm, exactly. So it's like exponential. It's crazy. There's exponential. So like even warp nine point nine. Compared to warp nine point eight, there is a big, there is a significant difference, presumably, right? Oh yeah, they'd be gone. It wouldn't be like a slow acceleration away from you. It'd be going. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going to go Which fast. They were. They start seeing tea parties with their dead grammars and stuff, right? Is that <laughs> they won't go that fast? Uh, <laughs> that we might see some salamanders next episode. Are we going to see some salamander fun. babies? And then you know, we might. Uh, Who's having salamanders with who? Oh, no. <laughs> well, this is a PG show. We, we won't have none of that. But That was yeah, an episode yeah. of TNG where that guy came and messed with their warp core, and then they ended up on, like, some kind of in, like, dimensions or, like, traveler. Dead, dead relatives or something. Yeah. yeah uh, Picard sees his mother. Mama. Yeah. That was his yeah. grandmother, right? Oh, Jean-Luc, come have tea with me. Oh, oh yeah, it's like, Mama. <laughs> Hello, Mama. Uh, oh, was it his, oh, was his mother? Okay, yeah, that was his, his grandmother. Yeah, there was one. There was also like a dream sequence where Q made Picard's father appear, and he was like, "Jean Luc, don't go after that damn academy." It's <laughs> uh, quite funny. And then it'll be interesting for the show because it's fun. <laughs> how fast they go. Like, can they make it? I guess like is the Delta Quadrant like, like they can go in and out now? Like they can easily get to Federation space, or I guess well, I'm curious to know like. What's the speed point. and how fast they can traverse like these distances that Voyager took, you know, years, years and years. Across. Good, good, good question. I don't know um, what this is going to mean for the protostar and what they'll do with it because you, if you have this power to go so much faster and if the power is sort of limitless, if it's powered by this protostar and it can kind of, it's never going to like, it's not like you're going to run out. Um, you know, hey, no, what, but this is. It's a terrible environmental catastrophe because as I, we know from that TNG episode, those high warps tear the fabric of subspace. Right. Going at warp well, speeds like that, it's just going to be... Do you think know, that this protostar is mess. like... It, it's not a green energy? Are you saying this is not sustainable energy? This is like... They, it's, 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 we... it's, 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 it's dressed as green energy with the, the protostar engine, but, you know, I don't think so. It's like, you know... Well. You know, but the nacelles go down. Running that... into a windmill, is it like? Uh, if this, if know. this is, I don't know. We're gonna, having... We're gonna have to see. Maybe that's if what this... that third nacelle does. <laughs> it's not a nacelle though. It's like a, it's like a, like a thruster. Photo set. Thruster, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Like I think that if if this is having, I don't know. Let's say it's not. Like I think that they're they're like, no. The protostar does not just create environmental damage to subspace or this fabric we'll of space. We'll see. 
we'll see what well you know maybe that will be the lesson the kids are going to have to learn the hard way well we have a carbon tax now except we're going to call it like some we're going to call it a proto star tax or something like that look kids Uh, just because you can drive really fast doesn't mean you should drive let's be responsible here let's warp six tops is all you're allowed unless it's an emergency you know uh, getting away from a big board green looking ship well, and I'm just like, I'm going to be talking about Discovery later tonight. And, uh, you know, they could have used this Protostar uh, technology potentially, uh, inst- you know, with the dilithium shortages and that whole environmental crisis that they're facing uh, in the in the galaxy in that show. But that's in, that's in another time, another place, another show, another podcast, uh, which is only uh, an hour and a half away from now for me. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh, like they get away and like uh uh dreadnought and um uh, uh, uh the diviner they're left in the in the dust you know the diviner he, he lost the ship he lost his daughter now you know she uh you know gwyn says you've made your choice you made your choice father now i've made mine yeah and she's she's now fully uh into the ship like a constipation like a constipation she's in <laughs> Good. She can be captain now. Dell's the worst I was captain. Wondering, I was wondering about that because she was. I know her leg is broken, so that's why she had to sit down. But I did notice she was she sitting was. in the captain's chair. Me so. too. So you don't think that that uh, he's going to be the captain anymore? I think he'll he'll concede. I I think that's going to be an episode. I think they just because they we'll like each other above. and they're on the same team, they're gonna they're still gonna butt heads over who's in charge. I think. Yeah. Captain's log. Star date. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> she would know. He she did say shoot. supplemental, though. He's like, Captain's log. Supplemental? supplemental. <laughs> I wonder if that was part of Janeway's training. Supplemental? <laughs> What's the word I'm supposed to say? Is it affidavit? Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. Okay. Next episode. What is, how does Gwyn fit in? Is she the captain? Is she the first officer? It doesn't matter. Uh, how is this crew? Where do they go with with this? Where do they go next? If you can go almost maybe anywhere, or kind of almost like sort of anywhere within Proto Star Warp range, you know, where does that take them? Like, what mm-hmm. might they look for? Uh, do they want to look for Dell's home? Do they want to look for Rock Talk's home, or any of them perhaps that they don't know where they come from? Uh, reuniting them with whatever families they might have, or do they just want to explore? Is that what the you know Janeway's gonna like? Okay, and now we're gonna go. We're going to go to the, was last week just like the Herogen reference? Was that just so they could use the word Herogen, Davin, in an episode? There was never, they were never actually going to show us Herogens. Looks like it. There's plenty they that do, word. There's, there's quite a few nods and stuff in this show, but like, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I'd rather than be there than not be there. Well, I mean, they had the Klingon ship, but who knows if they'll actually ever meet Klingons, so. <laughs> Here's a question, uh, Davin. On, do you do you think that the uh, Protostar's engine, if it exploded, how, how you know the containment field that it was taking fifty percent of the ship's power just to contain the Protostar's energy? Um, how big of a bang do you get? Oh. oh my! I think you destroy a solar system easily with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be like that. Uh, you know that that supernova that was you know that blew up romulus and that threatened the galaxy remember in uh in the, it's, the, it's a star if our star blew up i think our solar system would be toast 
Yeah. No, yeah, it would be. If, 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 yeah, but like it was like I remember Spock <laughs> in that mind meld with put with uh, the Chris Pines Shatner he, or the Chris Pines Kirk. I'm sorry, he was like uh, <laughs> Chris Pines Shatner sounds. <laughs> Chris Pines Shatner impression. Uh, yeah, he was like uh, you know he was like in the year like uh 2379 or whatever it was uh the, like a supernova threatened the galaxy i was like a supernova is just one star right why would that throw in the entire yeah, galaxy i don't i don't get that but they're like but i told the romulans i'd save them and then he doesn't and then the, you know anyway that's a whole other movie but <laughs> you know, well, the universe yeah. or timeline i guess sorry timeline. yeah a divergent timeline as well so yeah um i digress <laughs> anyway, so so maybe we should get to. I don't know if there's any. Uh, I'm just gonna see if there's any kind of trivia for this episode. Uh, this episode's the, um, the it marks the first end of the first part of season one. It is the first mid-season finale. Uh, is this so? Th why is this? Why is this a mid-season finale? Is it because we haven't? Are they gonna take a break? Are they taking? Yeah, is it like a Thanksgiving break because of the Americans or something or? Uh. Actually, yes, the sixth episode won't air until yeah. January. Next, yes, we're gonna be we're oh, off for January. a couple weeks. Oh, we're off for more than a month. Yeah, wow. we're off. We're off until uh, yeah, like January sixth. There's no new episodes. Oh. Well, luckily, my new X Men podcast is jumping in on Thursday to pick <laughs> up the slack. You're welcome. There we go. <laughs> I saw your yeah. invite for that, and I was like, "Well, what, am I, what kind of spam am I getting in my?" In my oh, because of the name. It is spam, I like was it says, the, Someone they invited are, me like X-rated. I was like, oh. now, now get, "So yeah, so, th so there's this." I was trying to finale. avoid those types of connotations, but my co-host just sent the idea back and just like dove right into it. So I'm like, "All right, let's go. Let's do it." Wow, I didn't know it was going to be such a big break. I, yeah, I yeah, thought actually, so, was so, coming, so, but... so get this: we are uh, well. I guess season two will start next in 2020. Well, later, much later in 2022, about almost a year from now or over a year from now. Um, but there will be six more, no, um, five more episodes that will start January 6th and will run from January uh, into just early February. So yeah, because they're, they're breaking right now, basically for discovery season four, which I will be starting on tonight. So I only have this crossover for one week. That's okay. oh good. Okay, well that's better, I guess, for your schedule wise. Um, yeah, that's much better actually. I, um, I guess I wonder if they thought it was oversaturated or the fact is just. I mean, it seems like that's the nature of animation. Even though I know this is like CGI. I think they knew I needed the break. I think they were like Dave, <laughs> just oh, Dave. for Dave. They're like really, you know, for the and for the other, you know, and da the Daves and the Davins and the Star Trek podcasters of the world and Jessica's like. They, <laughs> They, you know, how can they do it all? How can we expect this of them? Um, cutting, you know. cutting close Star Trek though. I got my due dates in February fourteenth, so they better. They better hurry. Know, they better hurry up before. here. Okay, yeah. Well, February third would be the finale. Okay, all right. So, so yeah, yeah, but 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 presumably when we <laughs> pick this up in in January, you will yeah, you'll be well, you will be still be long. Yeah. So yeah. taking but, that yeah, into I, account though, it was nice. Like I for like a. a sort of half season ender nice two part yeah sort of get away in a different perspective crew together yeah. And well yeah i i i agree i think that this was i, I didn't really know that this was I, until this moment that yeah. we were like well we were actually we're not gonna be talking about this for another month or so i i expected to be doing an episode next week but but no um 
does that change how I feel about the episode? I guess a little bit because I was like, oh, okay, where are they going now? And now I'm a little disappointed. I have to wait um, mm -hmm. to find out because I was like, okay, great. They're cruised together. They got the ship. Go. What, what now? But it was also, it did make sense in terms of how it ended, especially with the diviner. And they were like, we don't, we haven't scanned for them. They're gone. They're gone, though. We can't get them. Yeah. So for now, I guess they're going to have to find another way to track them or hints. So yeah, we just depends how far they go. I don't know. I just I find interesting about the show is like, um, other shows, I guess, because it's an overarching, like for the whole season, you kind of have a slight idea of what, like where they're going, but I guess, cause this is kind of like a mini arc and then we're going to have a, like our half of the show arc. You kind of, you never know kind of where they're going to go with it or what's the, what's the next, like, where are they going to be? Where are they, what are they going to do? Are they going to head for Federation space? They're going to go deeper into the Delta quadrant. Like sky's the limit. They can yeah. do whatever. They, you know, like they have so many. I like that 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 they have a lot of different uh, possibilities here and a lot mm -hmm. of different, a lot of potential. Um, you know, I they all they can do is disappoint me because all I can do is think of all the great things they might do, and then they yeah. won't do them all. But hey, think um, tanks coming. Think tanks, think tanks coming. coming. We got George. We got Jason Alexander is coming back. Um, we know that Chakotay is going to be involved in this back half. We think so. Uh, we're pretty sure at least, you know, and certainly for season two, it sounds like um, just on the whole fun facts thing. Uh, you know, this was the first time they've had a mid season finale for a Star Trek series since discovery season one, which was oh. the forest I go. Um, this is uh, this episode is, was released of course, today is the same day as uh, discoveries uh, uh, season four premiere Kobayashi Maru, which I'll be talking about in just over well yeah just over an hour or so with uh, adam woodward and michael chan and ashley millard um breaking that down and this is the first time that two episodes have of a uh, star trek have been released since uh since the girl who made the stars and ephraim and dot preferred so it's like i guess that was star trek discovery oh it's the short tracks this is the short tracks and then back in the day 1999 there was a ds9 episode that aired the same night as Voyager's Equinox, the Dogs of War uh, aired. Oh, Dogs of War would have. The Equinox wouldn't follow that so well. Oh, actually, Equinox is a good episode too. Geez, that's a yeah, good, 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 good. Day. Normally, Star Trek Dogs. has not like if there's multiple shows happening at the same time. They they try to avoid going the same day. Uh, of you know, like, but not this. It's ha it's happened before and it happened today. So. Uh, it's it's almost like Star Trek Day in some ways. It's actually I'm actually happy about it. But they will um, overlap eventually, right? Going if they come back January sixth, Discovery won't be over by then, right? I don't think so. so uh, but there there might be, but maybe that's when their mid season finale will be, be. <laughs> okay. or something like that. Oh, I could maybe. see that being the case. That's yeah. Funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then that's all in terms of like the different uh, fun facts that I could find. There's not a lot of trivia. This only happened today, but maybe we can get into some ratings and uh, and find out how much we like this episode. So, Terror Firma. Uh, first of all, we haven't really talked about the title, but uh, Davin, do you uh, do you understand the reference on the title? I do indeed. Terra Firma. Terra Firma, the vo the uh, Enterprise episode near the end of season four, right? Um, and. Mm. It's also just a Latin, a play on words. They're a bit, they're a bit of a sketchy organization there. Terra Firma. Terra Firma. Um, I liked this episode quite a bit. Constipation and all. I, I liked it just as much as last week, maybe a little bit more. I'm going to give it a 9.2. <laughs> Sorry. Gavin? Yep. 9.2. Uh, yep. 9.2. 
Yep, I agree with you again. <laughs> getting all the right numbers, Dave. Uh, I know. I'm just like, should I just gonna go with the same as you now? Because I'm like, ah, nine point five seems awfully high. There's nowhere to go. It does uh, yeah. up from there. <laughs> but remember, it's just like the warp drive. It's exponential. Yeah, Each factor yeah. is right, twice I'll, as I'll, much. I'll go with the consensus of nine point two. That's fair. I did like it a bit better um, than last week's. Just because I mean, you know, it came, yeah, it came. It 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 kind of you know, it it it, it closed up that that storyline of the is Gwen good is Gwen bad kind of thing brought the crew together they're working as a team I kind of I'm glad that that's kind of out of the way and excited to see kind of explorations and stuff and, and who's just... the captain yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dissenter on this podcast apparently you guys agreed on every single one so far <laughs> Uh, yeah, usually Jessica and I are pretty aligned on our, our votes uh, here or our ratings. Uh, but we all have been. We've all been pretty positive. Our averages are not that far off overall. Um, you know, And uh, we also see here that every episode got a little better. Our ratings were going a little bit more as we were getting a little bit more uh, familiar with this crew. Um, and just, uh, you know, they had some... They've had, yes, uh, the sky uh, isn't the limit. Ten is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, a lot of different writing teams here. Um, you know, the a lot of different types of uh, writers, and like most of this was ensemble. I think tonight was ensemble too, but I think maybe just a bit more focus on Gwyn in this one, mm -hmm. uh, maybe yeah, compared so. to the other ones. I have so. to say, for something that was written by every episode was written by different people, they certainly were very good at being keeping it cohesive. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't think like, oh wow, like they went way off or anything. Like it was very like they stuck to a kind of a really set um arching overarching story and it like i didn't really notice any difference in the characters like they were really like yeah they kept it all together even though it was like every yeah every episode was written by a different person no no it's a great point like i i think that this um this team is talented i think i like what they're doing they are being faithful to star trek they are being very uh i think they're getting the right tone here i hope that the i hope that the target audience likes it as well yeah. you know because we're not the target audience we're much uh older but uh like i think that i would at the you know if i was a kid i would enjoy this and i think its connections to star trek uh are natural and they sort of they're organic and i like i think that they're taking the best parts of it while sort of like throwing references in and you know making it feel like a shared universe davin you agree so on a scale of one to ten dave this is for you yeah how canon is this show scale of one to ten uh it's it is canon so it's 10. <laughs> Whoa. canon for me is like uh it basically can't there, it's not a, a 10 a, or a zero it's it, it's 10 or zero it's binary really even <laughs> unless you know it's a non-binary thing but uh you know like canon is anything that the property owner says it is right so if paramount says this is canon then it's canon if they say it's not canon then it's not canon that's how canon works so it's um but it's generally what people accept as being fat as like sort of connected right like um when you think head of canon, canon like cannons and can and canon is sort of a thing it's sort of like what people have in like it's they're the conscious about right yeah. like when people think of star trek they think of people wearing colored shirts but that sometimes that's true sometimes that's not um you know so it's mostly true but it's not always true and like it's, that's kind of an example or i'm kind of where i'm going with it that canon can be sort of what people sort of generally accept about what's true about that particular thing what's true about the star trek universe there's 
and usually it's like yeah there's earth there's the federation there's klingons there's you know th these things have happened captain kirk spock vulcans all that kind of stuff um you know just carries an ensign because the consistent things yeah harry kim's an ensign uh <laughs> you know that's that's what uh that's what janeway would do what would uh, the real janeway yeah. do <laughs> i have uh Clean i don't know house. i don't know how much you guys are the experts but it didn't seem like anything in this show really contradicts anything but i mean that's also nope. a, a carefully chosen location and kind of away from everything so so far it's not like star wars canon where you have to bend over backwards for it to make sense <laughs> so this one seems pretty straightforward that's what i call no. discovery canon <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, we, we talked about that today, today on Discovery and on Discovery. Yeah. Jealous. Well, the thing was, yeah, like things, things like uh, that are contradictions to what's happened before, like blatant contradictions, to, especially to really popular episodes and really popular kind of things that have come before. The things that no one likes, sometimes people are okay with those contradictions because they're like, whatever. That's just that's that was everyone hated that episode. But if it's a really good one, people don't like those as much, and like they go. Like, you know, if they say, like, in an episode, ah, oh, these were the first Romulans ever assimilated, and then everyone's like, well, everyone, that's, I never heard that before. That's kind of a weird thing to throw <laughs> in now into the Star Trek Picard series. But, uh, so, like, that's one example. Don't, no, so nothing here um, was contradicting. I think that canon can also enhance things, right? Because we know, well, okay, like, Jenkin Pog's a Tellarite, but he doesn't know about the Federation, but he does know about these things. And so with the canon that's come before you can use that as a tool to sort of maybe say well maybe the writers are implying like we've been saying maybe he's really old maybe he was on a sleeper ship for hundreds of years maybe he's from a different time in the in in teller's history um and what does that mean for his character who knows so it's um i think that there's you can use like sometimes it's looked at as a negative because it's like well it, it, it it's hampering creativity but it's also sort of allowing um, a fan of the sh of the greater series and properties to sort of like enjoy it all together and sort of see how it's it's all exists together. You know, that's that's the like otherwise everything should just be its own standalone universe. You know, every single version of something. But it's fun when things cross over. Nice. Anyway, I'm I'm on a rant here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if only Jamil was here. Um, yeah, <laughs> he could rant right yeah. back at you. Yeah, he'd be like, "It doesn't matter, Dave. I like my Star Trek books." I'm like, "It's okay. You can like your Star Trek books. They're just not canon." That's where head it's canon just... comes in. If you read a book and you like it, add it to your head canon. It's yeah, yeah, it, yes. If you don't like it, version, leave it out. In your version, it can exist. It's just like don't. It's but then you can't stand up in the middle of convention and say, "This doesn't match my head canon." <laughs> you know, like for example, never... over on our show, Mister Scott. Um, he excludes Threshold from his headcanon. It doesn't exist in his Star Trek world. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can just choose to disregard something. Like I often yeah. do with Highlander because Highlander had the worst canon where like every movie was like, this is the new sequel. Terminator did that too for a while. Like, this is the real Terminator 2. No, this is the real, or Terminator 3, I guess. This is the real Terminator 3. Oh. Uh, yeah, because everyone wanted to be the, the better follow up and they couldn't quite ever make it. So sometimes you're like, well, that doesn't count. That doesn't count because no one liked it. <laughs> I love that I, I'm kind of ignoring Picard as canon. I know it is, yeah, but a lot. I it, it, yeah, that's the thing is like, that's why you, why you, what you put out, you want to, to be good because when you put something out that's bad, then everyone's like, oh, why'd you do that? Well, I just don't like anything that retroactively kind of like, like when you end TNG, whatever you think is ending, like you know, you have a like, idea of who the characters are, and then something like Picard comes on, you're like, oh, 
kind of make Picard kind of an a-hole. <laughs> like out of nowhere. <laughs> kind of, you know, retroactively kind of ruins. That's the not game. out of nowhere. Have you seen season one of TNG? Yeah, no, but I mean in the way that like he's just <laughs> like, oh, I'm just gonna give up. <laughs> like it just didn't seem in character to him and he was kind of that seemed I don't odd know. to me as well, yeah. Maybe yeah, he was just, just getting tired in his old age, so like didn't yeah, have another and also fight, just kind really, of you know. when you end the show, then the next step is to go, Oh, this is the next thing I've got to look at. Like, well, I mean, Nemesis also was kind of whatever, but like <laughs> you know what I mean? You're kind of like, Oh, that's the future, that's the future I'm looking forward to. Like, ugh, I don't like that. Like, that's terrible. Plus, it, it sort of fixed yeah, the Nemesis. I do bit, know what you're it gave data a way more satisfying and touching death than Nemesis. Yeah. But also kind of ruined the whole no money thing because I got really confused as to how someone could be living in a shack in the desert and he's got this giant vineyard and it's very confused with. Yeah, and then Raffi well, she's isolated on the choice, I guess. No, but she was mad at him. She's like, go back to your mansion. Like, like. Oh yeah. So, yeah what did he do? He's a bit. He's a bit fancy, even by future standards. He's yeah, I was a little confused family now. Estates. I don't understand the money thing now. <laughs> it was a little confusing. Yeah, what? Why did he name his dog number one? Why is it not numero un? <laughs> well, you know, money doesn't have to exist for property to exist, right? And he could be sort of there could be sort of wealth in a futuristic sense, even though there's no money, or just like it's it's the Federation in Starfleet time now. If there's no property nice vineyards left on earth go to a you know that's why there's so many colonists that we see they you know i'll go grab my piece of land somewhere else because there's always an option to do that in this future yeah but then the crystalline entity might get you might get you on earth too might get you anywhere you, you, I you, on a murder planet larry Actually, yeah, or you might get assimilated by the, the crystalline board. entity like the, the the mean doctor lady figured out a way to kill it pretty easy that's true she just like uh, turn change the frequency and went and it, like shattered and uh, yeah anyway that's a whole other episode Star Trek plays Beastie Boys now they would they would never even get close <laughs> sabotage is just like no okay let's uh let's play let's uh Let's, let's digress. Yes, let's digress. Uh, so I really enjoyed um, these these looking at the show Star Trek Prodigy. I think that uh, I think we were lucky to do that. I I feel lucky to do this with you guys um, and to talk about this because I you know I think that I'm looking at it a way I wouldn't have been otherwise, and so it's um, uh, you know it's and it's it's part of Star Trek, and I I welcome it. It's part of the uh, of the universe, you know how all of these different flavors of Star Trek now that now exist co like together, going from like episode of Lower Decks this year to now like today watching this and watching Discovery, and knowing that Picard is coming up as well uh, in Strange New Worlds beyond that, uh, and probably probably other movies. Like it's kind of really it's an it's a very interesting time to be a Star Trek fan, and I'm glad I get to share it with such great people. Uh, so thank you. Uh, uh, I want to, uh, and that's cat boots if I've ever heard it. <laughs> uh, all and, and and in celebration of that, you should also check out the other podcasts we do here on Live Long and Podcast, covering all kinds of things new and old, including Star Trek: The Original Series, which we just wrapped up this past Monday. We had finished the seventy nine episodes, uh, finishing with all our yesterdays. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I think, do like kind of like a, a reunion show. 
eventually. And um, just looking back at all the, the whole process we did of reviewing all those episodes and rating them and kind of looking at what the top episodes were and what sort of they had in common and, and what the worst episodes had in common uh as well because they weren't all good uh and that's uh that's kind of you know if it were then you know they, they would make the, the really good stuff uh stand out as much as it does also check out on tuesdays uh we, we we've been reviewing all of the episodes of d space nine we've been doing those in order we're up to season four you got your own spot there i can see um oh, in the cat this is parker it's parker parker peter parker um and uh, uh, yep. we just talked about rules of engagement this week um uh, and we will be talking about uh hard time the one where, where o'brien's sort of like in a prison in his mind for 20 years that's coming up next tuesday uh, so uh check that out plus uh, we've been well obviously we've been here talking about star trek prodigy we did star trek lower decks season two earlier this year and we'll uh, and we're starting on Star Trek Discovery season four today as well. So all kinds of things coming up here on Live Long and Podcast, including the return of Star Trek Radio Theater, which will be coming up on November 27th, uh, as uh, we will be bringing Star Trek Lower Decks season two episode Wedge Douge to life uh, in audio form. Well, imagine you watched a cartoon, but it was done by different people and there was no animation. So. <laughs> That's what you'll Sounds get better. with this. Is, isn't this even better? Um, so so better. yeah, it's gonna be a lot better. Well, yeah, and uh, uh, Jessica, you'll be playing Mariner and Dr. Yeah. Tiana. Um, I'm gonna be playing uh, Ma and uh, Captain River, the Packlets, Davin playing Brad Boimler, um, as well <laughs> or as am I playing William Boimler? <laughs> wow, <laughs> you've just been boimed um and we got uh, we got we got all the like the live long and podcasters and uh you know the, the players from um from radio theater here um to bring this uh as well and then in a month's time we're going to be doing um i don't have a poster for this yet but we're going to be doing star trek first contact next yeah. just figured out all that and who's gonna be playing who so, so we're excited to do that but first we must do lower decks um and also check out our other channels we got trivial debates uh, a monthly show where we argue about movies tv sports uh, in a game show format we do that last sunday of every month that's coming up on november 10 28th that will be the day after that big radio theater and we also have super Mater brothers podcasting our channel where we talk about stuff that's not even star trek guess what we talk about tv shows that aren't even star trek uh including we've been doing survivor season 41 for almost i guess nine or ten weeks now uh we just did uh the newest episode last night uh every wednesday at 9 30 as uh, that show is now down to the final eight uh they started with 16 so half the castaways are gone uh plus we've done shows like big brother we did this season 23 earlier this year of the usa the usa version and season nine of the canadian uh we also have big brother celebrity coming up uh this this winter and um what else am i missing oh marvel podcasts like we just did eternals but we've talked about shang chi and the legend of the ten rings we've talked about um the black widow and wandavision we're gonna be talking about spider-man coming up very soon and also hawkeye and uh also looking to get around to tiger king uh that's the other one because we, oh, right. we did we did the original tiger king when that was one of our earliest podcasts in super meter bros podcasting so we have to follow it up with a season two so oh, did you say hawk guy did i <laughs> that's an insider <laughs> hawkeye joke actually <laughs> hawkeye fans hawkeye, out there yeah. you get me <laughs> sure 
I know he's not my favorite Avenger, but I'll be watching the show. It looks like a Christmas theme this year, so I'm excited. The most powerful of all Avengers. <laughs> yeah, 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 with his bow and arrow. Can't even bring a gun. All right, all right. So that's the end of uh, this first half of uh, Star Trek Prodigy Season 1. We'll be back to talk about uh, Episode 6 in January. Um, and uh, until then, uh, you know, you just... Uh, Stay unconstipated, right? Like a constipation. All right. Um, listen to my listen. podcast too, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. We didn't. Pl- I didn't plug your podcast here. Check out. All right. We just did. It was a the cuters of track. Yeah. All right. We, this Sunday we're doing writers room yeah. pictures. Check. Check that out. Yeah, it's gonna All be right. fun. Actually, writers room. Looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's uh, let's go out here with Jenkins Pog's best rant ever. You won't need that suit, Jacob Pog. <laughs> Who's laughing and breathing now? Nice and toasty on Murder Planet. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>